0: Bible Fellowship Church and the Let's Talk ministry. Thank you for joining us. Uh, If you have your Bible, I'm going to jump to the book of Matthew, uh, picking it up in 17, uh, down to 26. I won't read all that because that'll take up most of our time together. But I had the privilege of just looking at this passage of scripture. Uh, You've got the Sermon on the Mount, and Jesus is talking to a large group of individuals. Uh, that are there. And uh, so I want you just to kind of look at the Sermon on the Mount with me from a descriptive um, viewpoint instead of a perspective. We're, you know, what what we should be doing or a prescriptive thing. You know, we need to be doing these these things one, two, three, four, five. Uh, we're having the chance to do a little bit of this uh, discussion with the guys in the prison on Wednesday nights. And so uh, talking with Steve and Cameron, and, and as we go in on Wednesday nights, we're trying to be kind of a descriptive thing this is what a a Christ follower kind of looks like and walks in a different way rather than trying to prescribe something and then people try to work harder to make this happen in their lives and so in the Matthew chapter 5 17 um, through 20 is the part where you read this do not think that I've come to abolish the law or the prophets I've come uh, not to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until it's all accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of these least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great, for in the kingdom of God, For I tell you, unless you're righteous and exceed that of a scribes and the Pharisees, you will never enter into the kingdom of heaven. So it's hard for us as we read through this, you know, we're thinking about the law. Uh, Probably the Jewish believers were thinking at that point the Ten Commandments uh, or the Jews of the day. They're possibly even thinking about the first five books of the Bible and maybe even as far as the law could encompass the whole Old Testament. Uh, I was just doing some reading that possibly three ways you could look at the law. Also, the, the the individuals of the day, the Jews of the day, were all about the rules and regulations. Yet, they're aware of the Ten Commandments. Um, different authors that you read say that they added a, somewhere around six hundred other uh, rules uh, that they need to follow. That Jews need to follow in order to be spiritual, or religious, or show that they are different. So. As Jesus writes to this audience, the outward performance is the number one priority of the individuals that are listening most likely to Jesus at this point. And so one of Jesus's really neat tactics is he's not so interested in the outward performance, but he's interested in the heart. And so as he's talking to this group, he's saying to them, "Okay, I didn't come to wipe out the law but I came to fulfill it, I came to complete, I came to be that savior, which would be very offensive to a lot of those individuals sitting in that audience. And uh, because they were trying to perform and Jesus said, okay, I wanna take all that away and I really wanna do something in your life when it comes to your heart. And he makes that point real clear, but when he says, but whoever does them and teaches them will be great in the kingdom of heaven. So not the knowledge about, okay, I know what's right and wrong, Now he's transitioning to, okay, my lifestyle is being changed because I know uh, what my father is requiring of me. So as you go through the Sermon on the Mount, he's describing what a Christian looks like. And so Jesus is now talking to them about practicing and then teaching. And so today, as you think about Matthew chapter five, and you're starting out on your your day, or maybe it's in the middle of the afternoon, I don't know when you're going to pick this up. It's really hard to be able to talk specifically, but a question I would have for you is what words of Jesus are you practicing? So what are some of the things that I'm thinking about or what passages of the word of God am I pausing today to practice? To actually make my life conform or look like or be described by a passage of scripture, not what the world is saying or my feelings are saying or what my neighbors are saying, but the scriptures are describing something and my life looks like that. I'm practicing what the scripture is, is showing me. And then the other part is, what are we teaching? So what am I spending time getting to know Jesus and then that's being uh, formed in my life? And then what am I talking about, the formation process to another individual, either a believer or non-believer, about what Jesus is doing in my life? There are so many ways for me to be distracted about what I teach on. There's so many opinions. We could talk about the upcoming college football season. We can talk about the weather. We can talk about politics. We can talk about our neighbor. We can talk about our children. We can talk about our grandchildren. We can talk about a lot of things. But Jesus is saying this Sermon on the Mount, he wants to describe uh, an individual that is practicing the truth of the word of God and then talking to others about that truth of the scriptures and so today as you um spend time around the word of god and we're kind of out of time so i don't want to make this a 10 15 minute thing so we'll stop there maybe i'll pick it up uh on the next chunk uh for next friday so we'll just stop at verse 21 practice teach those individuals will be great in the kingdom of heaven not the individuals that know or legislate Or argue over, or look at what look what we're doing on the outside. Look who we are. We are defined by who we are because of what we do. That's not what the Sermon on the Mount is. The Sermon on the Mount is describing individuals that look like Jesus. So I pray that that will be something that you move towards today, Father. We thank you for your Word today. It's in front of us. It's convicting. It's encouraging. It's comforting. It's truth, Father. It's just truth for us today. We need truth more now than ever before. So, Father, as we look at Your Word, help practice and teaching, and be part of who we are as Your sons and daughters today. It's Your name, Jesus. I pray. Amen.